Uh, so quickly, well done. Um, you followed through that um, scenario very well. Um, There's a lot of good points. I think overall it was a good answer. Um, I think GR bleeding is the bread and butter of gastroenterology in terms of interview fee stations. You know, it's 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 a remarkably broad uh, area and can and whilst the scenario I gave you was relatively straightforward actually in the exams or in the interviews they'll often be a bit more complicated but the point of this is to make it so that you understand the very basics very very well and can and can talk about those um with with ease and and uh, and you certainly did that um I think I, was, I liked that early on you identified that and you said and you spoke out loud explaining this is a medical emergency, this is a GI bleed and this patient is shocked uh, and then went on to talk about major hemorrhage protocol, which is which is important because that's exactly what you would do in real life if you see that scenario there. Uh, and it's just absolutely the right thing to do. Um, you mentioned the upper G, the BSG upper GI bleed bundle quite early on, which is good um, and shows that you're aware of the guidelines that are there. And it has, you know, the bundle itself um, has a lot of good information, lots of good links to um, to evidence base for it. So it's it's very useful. Um, I liked that you talked about hematology input, which when bleeds are a bit more complicated, so they've, they're on warfarin or they're on a pixaban or they're on dual antiplatelet or something like that, then I think that was really good. Um, and, and you will certainly need that. Um, but again, it's one of the things that people should, who are going into these interviews should know, like the back of their hand, they should know to continue aspirin, they should know when to stop things like clopidogrel or ticagrelor, they should know how to reverse NOAX and that kind of thing. Um, and then I liked that the other thing was that you talked about, uh, you kind of thought about it a bit more laterally and talked about decompensation from the liver disease point of view, which is important. So if you've got a variceal bleed, yes, it can be uh, a sign of decompensation, but it can also be a sequelae of decompensation. So something else could have happened, whether it's sepsis, portal vein thrombosis, HCC, that has put them that has raised the, the portal pressures that they then go off and have a variceal bleed. So it's important to identify that. And you did that nicely and talked about that in your approach and your assessment and your investigations, which is good. And um, you also used the information that was um, given to you in the STEM, which is very important. So you need to be, at, whilst you're trying to concentrate on giving a good answer, you need to actively listen to what information they're providing to you. And you did that. So they talked about, I talked about the gentleman still using alcohol. Uh, and with that, you then added to your management plan about monitoring for alcohol withdrawal and managing that. And you used the correct uh, medications for it. So cirrhotics shouldn't be used with, shouldn't be managed with chloride and poxide because they can accumulate. So you should be using a, sh a shorter acting um, agent such as lorazepam, which is exactly what we should be doing. Um, and then you, and then I think later on when we were talking about management, the good points there were that you talked about uh, the fact that you need to stabilize these people for um, for resuscitate. You need to resuscitate and stabilize them before going into endoscopy, which is good. I think that you could have talked a bit about um, timings of endoscopy, so when you should be doing it, and there is good guidance based um, for that based upon evidence, which is in the, again is in the BSG GI bleed bundle. Um, <clears throat> so something just something to add if you were to do it again. Um, you talked about consent, which is good. Um, and the fact that, you know, often in, in um, cirrhotics who are decompensating with virus or bleed, they may well be encephalopathic. So it was good that you understood the process of getting the patients uh, next of kin involved and talking about consent form fours, which is important. Um, and then I liked the kind of more practical elements of, of it you talked about. So liaising with the right people, making sure that blood is running before you get them down to endoscopy, which you mentioned, which was really good. Um, and making sure that people like the nurse in charge are, are, are aware, which is good. Um, and then 
when I started to get to slightly more difficult questions about the actual process of, of OGD, you knew all of the risks associated with it, which is good. It's entirely reasonable for them to do that. So um, you may, yes, if you're about to start SD4, you may not have done an OGD yourself, um, but you should be aware of what the risks are and how to consent someone for that. And that's a very basic skill that you can clearly do, which is good. Um, and then the pathology, you knew you knew to recognize this, the risk factors for high, uh, for the high-risk stigmata, sorry, for variceal bleeding, which is the red signs. Uh, and the size of the varices, which is important. And it's very reasonable, uh, as I said in the previous video, that uh, they could show you a picture of a varices, or they could show you a picture of a dulafoil or some angiodysplasia or esophagitis or an ulcer. So it's just good to, to have seen a few photos of that. And there's a website called Endoscopy Campus, which has lots and lots of um, pictures on there. And you can just go through the, the that and it shows you all of the, the um, pathology that you may expect to see at the GI bleed. Um, so I think, and you know, and even then, you, I think I made you a bit uncomfortable at the end about the tips, um, but that's a good sign. If you're getting to the point where they they keep asking you questions and they keep asking you until they stop, until you run out of an answer, that's a good sign because it means you've already got to the end of their sheet and they're just asking you further questions to try and get you to the top marks. Um, tips is trans jugular intrahepatic porta systemic shunt no pulmonary it doesn't go to the uh doesn't go to the pulmonary vessels because uh, you'd be in a whole world of trouble if you did that <laughs> <laughs> um but no you'd but otherwise no, otherwise it was really good um how did you feel it went uh yeah no i thought uh, i had quite a good structure for the history examination i did struggle at the end of it when you were pushing me uh, yeah towards the tip. Uh, and that's and that's and that's how you're supposed to feel and as i say that's not necessarily a bad thing at the, in the interview if you're getting pushed and you're getting to questions that you just don't know the answer to then that's not a bad sign at all cool. okay yeah thank you all right well done thanks Kriti. thank you